Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Mental Health Casual Podcast. I am your host, Lucky, and today we are going over to the Angry subreddit. Before we get into that, if any of you guys are new here, first off, welcome. This is basically what I do. I just go to different subreddits that have anything to do with mental health and try and give some generalized advice and try and learn something new. But I am by no means a professional, so feel free to take my advice with a grain of salt or apply it to your life however you see fit. So um, I thought I would talk about anger today. And I've actually, um, I know that a lot of you are going to be really surprised, but I've actually prepared some things beforehand. Uh, I know that's, you know, like I said, it's hard for people to realize that, but yeah, it is, I did a little bit of research. Uh, so I'm going to have, I have some Bible verses on the side. I'm going to start incorporating um, Bible verses because I think it, um, A, it will help out with my thought process and B, um, <clears throat> instead of getting my wisdom, you guys can get God's wisdom, which is infinitely better than mine. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, either way, let's go ahead and get into the first post over here. Um, so it says, I have realized something. Today I realize that being angry is not a bad thing, but how you be angry at someone matters the most. Anger is an emotion that you obviously will feel. But the method matters. I can be angry and end things, but instead of that, I think and react or tell that particular person what I didn't like and talk about it instead of reacting impulsively. I have to work on managing my anger and channel it, uh, channeling it, I think is what they meant to say. They put channelize, but that's totally fine. Um, and I, I, I do agree with this, right? I, I think the problem with a, a lot of us is that we tend to try and... Um, we tend to act on our emotions. So if we feel something, we tend to act on it, like impulsively almost. Now, is is that a, can that be used for good? Absolutely, right? If you have, um, if you train, you train yourself in certain situations to be instinctual, sure, that could be a very good thing. In, in fact, um, you know, that was one of the things I learned in fighting, right? Is when, you know, and when, and when doing MMA is, uh, you know, you train certain things, you do drills to make things basically muscle memory. So you don't have to think about them anymore. Uh, they just come to you naturally and you're just able to do it. But with um, <clears throat> with emotions in particular, that's something different, right? When we're doing drills, when we're doing that stuff to make things instinctual, that's a completely different um, set of skills than just reacting in the moment, right? Um, that's drilling things into your muscle memory so that when that particular situation happens, you act accordingly, you, you, you act in the right way instead of the wrong way, um, which a lot of us can learn, right? <clears throat> and I just wanted to share with you guys um, a verse here. Uh, Proverbs, actually, if you guys are ever interested, Proverbs has so much knowledge in it. It was written by King Solomon, the son of, uh, the son of David, um, the son of King David, and has a lot of knowledge. Is that right? Son of King David? Yeah, I believe so. Um, it's been a while since I've actually been in the Old Testament, so I don't, a lot of, a lot of this I don't really remember, but I, I just, every, every time I go to Proverbs, I'm just like thrown into just so much knowledge and wisdom here. So um, <clears throat> let me go ahead and read this. Um, uh, the discretion of a man makes him slow to anger. And his glory is to overlook a transgression. Um, I think it's 
I think it's interesting to uh, to look at this, right? Um, if I'm rem remembering right, I remember looking at the context of this. I believe King Solomon was writing these to his future offspring, um, you know, kind of kind of showing, especially his son, how to be. Uh, I don't remember who the kids were, right? I don't remember how many kids he had or anything like that. Um, but this was to kind of show, uh, to kind of give this kind of wisdom to um, <clears throat> the next generation. But uh, but yeah, I think it's <clears throat> it's important to think about discretion, right? Um, also, uh, here's the NLT version, the New Living Translation, right? If you guys are new to the Bible, there's different translations. I was reading the New King James Version, which is typically the one that I read. <clears throat> um, but the New Living Translation is a newer... It, it kind of says things in layman's terms. You'll actually hear this uh, tomorrow. I'll be releasing a video tomorrow, hopefully. Uh, you know, fingers crossed. Uh, but anyway, it says, uh, here's a New Living Translation. Um, by the way, this is Proverbs 19, verse 11, if any of you are interested in Sensible people control their temper. They earn respect by overlooking wrongs. And I think that's important. I, I think it's important to um, <clears throat> understand that um, uh, I think it's important to understand understand the, the cycle of anger as well, right? When we're talking about anger... One of the things that one of the problems with anger and sin in particular, you know, we'll just we'll just call it for what it is, sin in particular. Um, now, anger in itself is not a sin, right? A feeling of anger, um, you know, there there is such a thing as righteous anger, um, but then there's also not well placed anger, um, you know, anger over video games, anger over you know, like things that really don't matter. Um, you know, that can be very bad, depending on how you do it. Um, and I like, I just like this. We're, we're going to read the, the discretion of a man makes him slow to anger. You know, I think it's important to, to understand, um, you know, discretion, right? It, it's important to, to have discretion when we're talking about this. So let me read you the definition of discretion. The quality of behaving or speaking in such a way as to avoid causing offense or revealing private information. Um, uh, and then here's the second uh, definition. Uh, the freedom to decide what should be done in a particular situation. Um, I think it's important to, to realize that because when we are talking about, you know, discernment, discretion, you know, those types of things, um, I think it's important in anger because... The problem with really bad anger or anger to the the highest level is you get angry at everything because you're always at. Um, I, I think uh, you know William Branham said it best. He was a, a former Navy SEAL that I had on my podcast a long time ago. But you know he always talked about you know being at a certain temperature, and he was always ready to blow. Is basically the idea. Um, he was always at this temperature, which was like right next to boiling. Um, and it, it, sorry, metaphor for his anger, in other words. So he was always at this hot temperature. And anytime somebody said like the littlest thing, it would lead him to the boiling point. It would lead him to that point. And I think it's important to lower that temperature, which, you know, he did very well. Um, and you could do that through through a lot of things. But, you know, discretion or, you know, discernment is, is a really good thing, too, you know, to to 
understand where maybe somebody's coming from, to understand or um, to have a forgiving, um, to, to um, have a forget to have forgiveness as a reflex instead of to, to take offense with everything, right? Um, so in other words, uh, when we were talking about the drills earlier, you know, like, uh, you know, maybe you practice your jab so much, right, to, to, to counter in certain situations. Um, you want you want to try and practice forgiveness as much as you can. I think, uh, and once again, we're going to, <clears throat> when we talk about forgiveness, um, it doesn't always mean, let, mean letting somebody just continue to take advantage of you or anything like that. Um, but it does mean to get rid of that anger, to get rid of that resentment towards that person, um, and to ultimately forgive them their, you know, in Christianity, it is ultimately to forgive them their wrongdoings towards you. Now, does that mean that you just continue to let them take advantage of you or continue to let you let them, or to continue to open your door to them, even though they keep taking advantage of you? No, you know, that's what boundaries are for. Boundaries are there to make sure people do not, uh, well, A, do not um, cause you to start sinning. In other words, they they keep taking advantage of you, and that causes you to lose your you lose your temper. Well, that's why it's important to have boundaries. Now, it's important to have boundaries so that you can um, you don't end up um, having the anger issues in the first place. So, a lot of preemptive things here. <clears throat> so, yeah, um, anger is not a terrible thing, but it is terrible to just simply react impulsively to it. Um, instead, what you should be doing is asking, is, is asking yourself discerning, well, why am I angry? What did this person say? And was this person's, was what this person did to me, did, did it warrant an anger response or am I just overreacting? You know, if you are overreacting, then you can start working in from there. Well, why, hmm, if I'm not really angry at them, what am I angry at? Oh, that's right. This person said this to me, and it sounded a lot like that. You know, I can't tell you how many people um, will will say something to me, and it triggers something else, like something that I didn't forgive somebody else for, right? I'll give you an example. I, I, I always thought, oh, yeah, I forgive my dad for what he did. I totally forgive him. The minute I hear that somebody's disappointed in me, it brings me right back to my father, who apparently I did not forgive for, you know, not being in my life as much as he should have been for, you know, all these, all these things, right? Not raising me, not staying in the house, all that stuff. Um, you know, the minute somebody says, says something like that, all of a sudden I'm just brought back and that, that anger from my childhood just comes, you know, shooting out at them. Even though maybe they just said, wow, I'm really disappointed. You know, uh, uh, like, you know, they could say it the nicest way possible. And it'll always bring me back to, obviously, you know, I've worked on it a lot now, but, um, but I still, still do get that initial bout of anger towards that person. But like I said, I don't just act on it. I discern, you know, once you actually reason out your anger, you'll find that in, in my case, in my case, at least uh, like 95% of what I am angry at is not really, it doesn't really justify um, violent action. And violent action also includes yelling at somebody, any, anything like that, right? Whether it's verbal action, you know, verbal abuse, physical abuse, whatever it may be. Uh, very rarely does it warrant um, violence against another person. So, um, so yeah, have some discernment. Have, uh, you know, be slow to anger, you know, control your temper and, and, and try and 
instill in yourself a sense of forgiveness, instill in yourself a, 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 a reflex of forgiveness instead of just a reflex of anger. Um, and let's go into this next post over here, which actually goes into the video game thing that I was talking about. Uh, this will be the last one that we talk about. <clears throat> Male, 21 years old, broke my monitor over a call of duty among many other instances of anger and can't control it. Long rant, but please help me. Actually, it's not a long rant. I'll just let you guys know right now. There's, there's many longer rants on here. <clears throat> long rant, but, uh, please help with some advice. Not sure what's wrong with me. The smallest things make me angry. Like I get killed in a video game, I decided to throw my headset at my monitor, and it breaks. My family says something slightly factually incorrect. I get worked up, and I argue. Someone in front of me does something stupid on the road while I'm driving. I get mad, start cursing, yelling, and speed up and cut them off. I don't understand why I'm always worked up. I try my best to calm down, but can't. I feel the urge to stay angry. We're going to get back to that sentence in a second. I feel so helpless, I can't get a hold of my anger, and it's ruining the quality of life for me. I feel like I might end up doing something in the future that will impact me for the rest of my life. Example would be jail. I tried to stop doing things that trigger my anger, but I can't no matter what. Let's go back to that, that, that sentence that I mentioned. I don't understand why, I al why I'm always worked up. I try my best to calm down, but I can't. I feel the urge to stay angry. In other words, this goes back to the, the, sin, the sin cycle, right? Um, and if we want to look at it, uh, maybe like a, a better example would be addiction, or, or a clearer example, like uh, an example that everybody's very um, understanding of, right? We look at the addiction cycle, and, right, that's the addiction of sin. It is a sin to be, to, 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 um, be drunk. Uh, but other ways that you can equate that to would be to be high, to basically be in a state of yourself that uh, leaves you susceptible to sinning more than you already do. As humans, we sin a lot anyway. Um, but, um, you know, the, the problem with a lot of these emotions is once you start feeding it, you want more, you want more. And it doesn't seem like you do. It doesn't seem like you do. I'm not trying to say that, that we, um, that we, we, we tend that we always want this to happen or anything like that, but it does tend to be that way. It just, just tends to. To be that way when you when you get into the like when you get depressed, right? What's the one of the first things that starts happening to you? Well, you start trying to become a victim. You start trying to victimize yourself. You start when you get anxious. Well, you make the fear even bigger, and you get make the fear even bigger. So you, you end up feeding the 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 thing that is the 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 illness or the obviously you know there's differences between like severe mental illness and whatnot, but still, there still is um, that feeding of it. And I wanted to read you guys another um, Bible verse over here, and, um, you know, kind of talking about what I meant, what I mean by um, anger leading to sin, right? Um, so this says, uh, be, uh, this is uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 and 27, uh, and we're, the first part of this is from Psalm 4, uh, verse 4. Be angry and do not sin. That's from Psalm 4, verse 4. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Or if you guys have probably heard, the, I think the other version is, do not let the sun go down on your anger. And then we have verse 27. Nor give place to the devil. And I think it's important to, to think about that, right? What, what's one of, the, what, what's one of the, um, the sayings I say a lot, right? 
Um, Idle Hands make for the Devil's Workshop, or Idle Hands are the Devil Workshop, Devil's Workshop, or something like that. Well, also, an Angry Heart is the Devil's Playpen. It is, it is, um, it is free real estate once you, <laughs> once you let anger control you. Um, I can't tell you how many times my father has let his anger control him. I can't tell you how many times anger has controlled me and control and and made me go in a certain direction where I just I don't even recognize myself anymore. Um, and even looking at this, right, it, it become it gets to the point where you, once you start feeding it too much, it starts to become more and more and more and more of your personality. And if you just keep letting it set, well, guess what? It doesn't just go away. It tends to stay in your body, right? Um, there's that book, what the body keeps the score. Well, you know, the more you pack up this anger and you just let it build up, well, it's just going to keep building it. It doesn't just go away. It's like you know somebody pushing all this stuff underneath like a carpet. You know, it doesn't just go away. It smells, and then after a while, you will, you will have to deal with it. Um, and so I would just say for this person in particular. It's probably not the video games. It's probably not the the, the, the person who cut you off. It's probably not... Uh, what, what else did they mention? Um, it's probably not your family saying something factually incorrect. It could be. I, I've definitely met people who, who, who tend to be very combative and argumentative, but it doesn't mean you have to be angry when you do it. You, you can just challenge people respectively. Uh, my, my supervisor does that. Like if he, if he hears me say something, he'll, he'll, he'll challenge me on it, right? Um, and so, again, we have to be very careful here. We have to be discerning with our anger. We have to, and, and this is why there has to be some self-reflection. There has to be a sense of responsibility um, instilled with it within us. And this is a good um, going back to like drills or going back to like you know things to to eventually get your get in your muscle memory. Um, whenever you get angry, you should ask yourself, "Why am I angry?" And, uh, not, and, and not just that does what, um, am I completely at fault? Uh, sorry. Am I completely, uh, innocent here? Right. Uh, you have to be, you have to also look at yourself and ask yourself, well, what can you do to, to help the situation? What can you do to, um, alleviate the situation so that it doesn't happen again? I think a lot of times when our anger gets involved, we tend to look at the other person who's involved um, and only look at them. Going back to boundaries before, did you put up? Did you set certain boundaries? Did you? Um, and if for the video game thing, if video games makes you, makes you this um, angry, I would consider taking a break from it or even quitting it. I know that sounds pretty, um, you know, pretty uh, extreme for a lot of you, but if it's really getting in the way of your mental health to this degree. I don't think it's worth it. I don't think a, a couple of games of Call of Duty is worth you losing a, what, like $300 monitor and, you know, $60 headset? No, I just don't think it's worth it. Um, and once again, like I said, and, and I don't think it's worth the sin as well. I don't think it's worth it being in this perpetual cycle of sin. Um, there have been things that I've cut out. I haven't played video games for a long time because... I, I started to realize how angry I was getting, also how addicting it was. Um, have I completed? Have I completely quit them? Not exactly. I mean, a lot of single-player ones, I really don't. It doesn't really matter too much. Uh, but I always try and stay away from like legendary difficult. You know, all the the hard difficulties that require a lot of challenge. I just play games for fun. You know, 
Um, so, you know, to this person, I would say, hey, maybe you should quit the online games and go to single player only or go to more relaxed games or, you know, games that don't work, that, that, that have a story payoff to them so that you're not always being angry at other people. Because, you know, in Call of Duty, you're playing with other people, you're playing with, um, you know, it's easy to just get mad at other people. You know, say that they, oh, your my team's not doing what they they should be doing. I don't know what Call of Duty you're playing. If it's Warzone, then maybe you don't have as many teammates. But either way, you know, um, I hope you guys uh, got a lot out of this. Um, I, I love Proverbs. You know, if you guys ever get a chance, um, go ahead and read that. I've I've definitely read um, a couple of chapters from it, but um, I'm uh, I'm the Lord's kind of leading me down a couple different ways right now. So um, as I as I continue to read the Bible. Um, I'll continue to find more verses for you guys, but, um, but yeah, let me just read these again for, you know, just to, to remind you, uh, uh, sensible people control their temper. They earn respect by overlooking wrongs. And this is a new King James version. That was a new living translation of Proverbs 19 verse 11. Uh, the discretion of a man makes him slow to anger and his glory is to overlook a transgression. And then we have Ephesians uh, chapter 4, verse 26 and 27. Be angry and do not sin. That's from Psalm 4, verse 4. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the dwell, to the devil. Don't give the devil an inch. Don't let the devil just dwell in you. Don't give the devil a um, uh, a place within your heart. You know, if your heart is full of love, the devil cannot take it. And, you know, you're... Once you and and the type of love we're talking about in in particular is agape love, um, and we'll talk about that at some at some other point. But yeah, you know, fill fill your heart with love the same way that God has love for you. Either way, guys. Once again, hopefully you enjoyed that. Remember, you can check out all things casual at the link tree in the info box. Also, if you'd like to email me, you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail dot com. But as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual. <laughs>